Contractors might be asked to do extra work during the coronavirus and as agencies scramble to keep operating. Or contractors might have trouble pulling together the people they need, and that can cause delays. My next guest says those and other situations have specific procedures and remedies. And as contractors, you've got specific rights. Center Law Group Managing Partner Barbara Konoski joins me now. Barbara, good to have you back. Thank you for having me back. Let's talk about contractors that might have to do something extra. Have you heard about this kind of thing and what sorts of extras might they need to do? And what are the implications payment-wise and contractual terms and conditions-wise? Well, we are in uncharted territory here. Uh, Let me start first with some of the base ops contractors that I'm hearing from and those that are performing things like janitorial services and working in TSA where they've been required to take extraordinary precautions. And, in fact, some of them, as you've seen in the news, have been coming down and testing positive with the coronavirus. And a lot of employees are saying, wait a minute, this is not what I signed up for. So we're getting this dynamic of contractors being required to perform different services than they contracted for or more services using different types, and particularly in the janitorial area, extra cleaning that they did not anticipate, along with employees who are saying, I don't care how much you pay me, I am not going to do this. So we're getting questions on both of those issues. This is also going to be tied into an availability of funds clause, because we're going to be spending a lot of money on the coronavirus, which I think is going to test the federal budget. Sure. So, therefore, what should contractors, what's their best course of action when they're facing a situation like that? Well, document, document, document. We're seeing REA requests for equitable adjustments that are in the their infancy stages now as contractors are figuring out what extra work we have to do. Uh, we're also seeing a huge disruption in those that are providing products and supply chain As you know, uh, unfortunately, we don't manufacture a whole heck of a lot in this country. So those that are delivering products are having delays. So in addition to those that are doing extra work and will need to document a request for an equitable adjustment, those that cannot deliver are going to have to put everything in writing and notify the government and request extensions. And then there's the situation of people experiencing delays because they can't get the staff together. And then that could cause some lack of contract performance you know, under normal circumstances. So what, what, are, what are you saying to clients at this point? Well, I wanted to say it is similar to who moved my cheese, except I'm afraid we're going to have to pay them a royalty. So we'll say who moved my meatballs, um, because employees are going to have to deal with change. And employees are now saying, wait a minute, um, this is not what I signed up for. And employers who don't have the IT remote workforce tools set up are going to find out that they have to modernize their IT infrastructure. I think we're going to need more wireless hotspots. And we're also going to find out that a lot of employees are going to have to adapt with um, changes in how they work at home, which they didn't anticipate, and particularly those that are in micro spaces. I, I've seen on the internet people that are using ironing boards for desktops and things like that, and also not having the internet that they anticipated. So we're finding a whole lot of things can be done actually in the office much more efficiently. 
when we all thought work from home was the mantra last year. Now that everybody is actually working sure. from home, yeah. I'm finding it takes a lot more work to work from home. Well, what about non-performance or excusable delays? I mean, if you are a contractor, that's a specific situation vis-a-vis your terms and conditions. What do you do then? I just read an email from somebody who said they just shut down a whole section of the government because somebody tested positive, and what do I do with the employees? And I said, wow, that, that's a difficult one because the government is causing the delay, so it's definitely excusable, and they have some deliverables to meet too. So you definitely have an excusable delay. If your employees can work remote, and sometimes they can't, then you've got an issue there that you need to discuss with your government customer of can you bill them for this time? You certainly will be able to recover the delay time because the building shut down. What's interesting is I'm also hearing from R&D contractors who are performing research and development that typically has to be done on site and there's not remote working on those that there's serious delays in some of those projects. So I'm saying, again, you need to notify the government. This is an excusable delay, just like, as the clause says, an act of God. And I think there are also things like, um, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, things that are unforeseen. And this is definitely one of those unforeseen areas where none of us really have a roadmap on how to proceed. We're speaking with Barbara Konoski. She's managing partner of the Center Law Group. And looking at the topics on the webinar that you have coming up, and I guess a lot of people are signing up for these kinds of things, you have one topic is pending proposals, how to prepare for a long procurement period. What's the thinking there? That is really interesting. Uh, We've been monitoring to see what's coming out, and not that much is coming out as far as new solicitations. And the ones that are under review have been slowed down. The whole process is slowing down. Everybody is teleworking. Um, People are sometimes on indefinite isolation. So we're not seeing many awards coming out. We are also seeing we've been in the loop on a big award that might be coming out soon in which only half the staff can work. So the government is saying, well, we're going to make this award, but we're shutting down half the offices. So the company that priced the proposal is going to say, well, wait a minute, we priced for all these staff and not for half the staff that are coming in, and this is a material change. So I don't know. We're just in new uncharted territory. And I think normally, if in normal circumstances, I would say if you only have half the staff, to go to the government and say, wait a minute, I would have priced this in a different manner had I known. But now I think everybody is inclined to work with the government and find a solution. And I think companies are a lot less litigious against the government right now because they are all thinking we have to do this together. And I think they are also have got an eye on budget pruning and what it's going to look like in the future. So everybody wants to keep a good relationship. On the other hand, sometimes the costs to a contractor could rise because of coronavirus and everything that's going on. And so how do you get an equitable adjustment? I mean, you are entitled to that, even though you might want to play ball in general to keep things going. Well, good question. Document, document, document. And one of the issues that we were tossing around the office is FAR 52 which is the availability of appropriated funds. 
And one of the concerns we have right now, are there going to be enough appropriated funds to cover all these REAs? Because we are putting a boatload of money right now into the coronavirus, and that's going to really test how much debt we can absorb. It's going to test how much discretionary budget we have to award contracts. And I think it's going to prune out a lot of contractors who won't be able to adjust, who won't be able to move into the civilian side, and the, those that are supplying products, I think it's, it's going to create a totally new and different dynamic in the federal contracting space. And a final question. Do you get the sense, talking to clients and talking to contractors, that most of the companies are also teleworking, just the way the government mostly seems to be now? Yes. Yes, they are. In fact, you are teleworking as we speak, correct? I am teleworking. And I am, wow, want to meet somebody, talk to somebody, see somebody. So if anybody's listening, if you want to talk through my mail slot, come by. (laughs) All right. Barbara Konoski is managing partner of the Center Law Group. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tom. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with links to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now. Available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.